0: Hey, welcome to another episode of How to Talk to Girls. I'm your host, Trip, from tripadvice.com, and we have an interview today. And this is a good one. This is with John Sin from SinsOfAttraction.com. I don't know if you've heard of this guy. This is the third time I've interviewed him, uh, which I do mention when we talk, which you'll we'll hear in just a second. But yeah, it's the third time uh, I've interviewed him. For my rapid sexual escalation course, which is a really good one. Um, And I've interviewed him one other time. I forgot what it was for, but it was awesome because it's always awesome because he's got such great information, which I'm going to get to in just a second. If you're listening for the first time and you want to get a free gift, I got two for you. And all it does is take just a second of work. Okay, so here's what you got to do. What I want you to do is I want you to leave. A review for the podcast on iTunes. Take a screenshot of the review and then email it to me. trip at tripadvice.com. And when you do that, you are going to get access to conversation that gets you dates. One of my flagship programs that will teach you how to talk to girls. I take you through the entire structure of conversation so you learn exactly what to say from beginning to end when you first meet a girl all the way to getting her on a date. This is again one of my favorite courses that you can get for free by just leaving a review on iTunes, screenshotting it, sending it to my email, trip at tripadvice.com, and we'll get that to you. Here's another way to get your second free gift. If you want to get a video of one of my students doing an approach during the day to two hot girls, all you gotta do is go to tripadvice.com slash podcast dash gift. And there you put your email in and we send you right away. This video of me breaking down every move my student is making to get these two hot girls number. So go check that out at tripadvice.com podcast dash gift. Okay? Very easy. And here's another way I want to give back to you. Do you have questions? Do you want them answered specifically by me? Call 323-432-0025. Leave a voicemail. Leave a voicemail. That's the How to Talk to Girls Hotline. Any question you have regarding sex, dating, relationships, attraction, masculinity, femininity, anything under that realm, I will answer for you here on the podcast. So there you go. Those are my announcements for today. You get two free gifts, you get your questions answered. How great is that? Look at all this great stuff that happens when you listen to How to Talk to Girls on episode 49. Okay, so we're going to get into an interview with John Sin. What am I talking about with him today? Well, I'm always pushing the envelope with all of my interviewees, my guests, telling them, I want you to give me the most cutting edge information that you have. That's what I want. I want you to give me the most cutting edge information. I say that to them every single time. And he said, I got it for you. I said, What do you got today? And basically, he breaks down in specific detail every type of seducer profile. Okay, so that's every type of profile that you will fall into. It's like a category of what kind of seduction style that you have, okay, and what kind of personality you ty- type you have that goes along with that. So you're going to learn today what your seduction profile is, and I'm, you're going to hear me learning mine because I've never heard this before. This is new stuff that John's talking about. Okay, he also goes into t- into detail about the types of, of categories of women that are easier for each respective seducer profile. So you're going to know your seducer profile, you're going to know which types of girls are going to be easier for you to attract based on this information in this interview. So really cool stuff. I don't want to waste a second more of your time. Let's get right into it. Here it is. Me interviewing Johnson of sinsofattraction.com and I tell you go to that website and check out his programs, check out his free stuff, because it's high quality. Like I said, I've interviewed this guy three times, and I wouldn't do it if he didn't have great information. So, without further ado, here's me and John Sin. Hey, John, what's going on, man?
1: Hey, how's it going,
0: man? Going really well. I'm really excited to talk to you today. This is not the first time we've talked. I've interviewed you a few times in the past, and it's really cool, because I feel like every time I end up getting on Skype with you, on the phone with you. You always have some new information. And one of the reasons why I like interviewing you, probably one of the most out of many people that I do interview, and why I've interviewed so many times before, is because you give really practical information. And I think you know as, as well as I know that some of that information is the best for these guys because you know they can actually take away this information and use it and, uh, and get results.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I really try to be, uh, applicable and, and kind of have stuff that guys can actually use right after they listen. Um, cause I know, and it's not just in dating, it's just a lot of advice giving. There's a lot of theory and kind of head nodding material and it sounds really good, but then you're like, ah, how do I actually do that? So I try to, I try to do the opposite of that and give you stuff you can use today at the end of this, like out
0: in the real world to start getting better results with women. Right, exactly. And that's what I love. So we were talking a little bit earlier about some stuff you're gonna bring up today. I don't know if this is stuff that you're that's new or it's stuff it sounded new, but you were talking about this idea yeah. that if a guy understands what type of seducer he is, he's gonna have an easier time with being able to meet and pick up girls. Uh you said A lot of the techniques that like a guy might learn off of, you know, maybe a podcast like this or somewhere online, it might not work for him, these techniques or these tricks or whatever, because he doesn't really understand who he is in terms of kind of the game of seduction. So uh, talk a little bit about that. It's really interesting.
1: Absolutely. So one of the biggest problems that guys have, and I've, I've been coaching now for over 10 years Um, I've worked with thousands and thousands of guys, and one of the big problems that I always run into with guys is they'll say, you know, I tried this tactic or this technique or maybe this line, and it it just didn't really work for me. And they're, like, very confused by this, and they keep trying it because they've heard it's a good line or a good tactic. And you know what? It probably is, but it's not a good tactic for them. Right. One of the big problems in dating advice is kind of this generic one size fits all advice like, oh, you should always tease or you should always like be dominant or you should always do this, that or the other. And the thing is, when you're dealing with women and you're dealing with human beings, there really aren't a lot of always. There's a lot of it depends. Right. I think about it in terms of a basketball team. Right. So I'm not going to bore listeners with like too much basketball info here but if you think about a basketball team there's five players on the floor and they all have different positions you have your point guard who's generally the shortest guy on the court and initiates the offense does a lot of the ball handling is really good at at kind of handling the ball getting the ball up and down the court um you know and then you have at the opposite end you have your center who's like the tallest guy on the court and generally tries to stay within five or ten feet of the basket doesn't do a lot of dribbling um, doesn't doesn't really move out from like ten feet around the basket. That's kind of his job. So the way I think about most dating advice is they're giving the same advice to the point guard and the center. They're they're basically it's it's basically like saying all right seven foot you know Shaquille O'Neal you're going to bring the ball up the court now and and shoot threes. Which every now and then he might make a three. You know like you do enough you take enough action, if you do enough stuff, you will get some results. But is it really the best use? And is it really the most efficient, most effective way for that center to contribute to the basketball team? No, it's not. Same thing with the five seducer profiles that I've come up with. There's five different types of guys. There's five different flirting styles, if you will. um, And Knowing which one of these types you are is possibly the most important thing you can do for getting better with women because it's going to give you an idea of what tactics and techniques are going to work for you and what tactics and techniques are not going to work for you. Um, And that's really, really powerful. I mean, you've done coaching for a long time. I've done coaching. We've all gone out and seen quote unquote, pickup guys Mm -hmm. who are wearing clothes that don't match them, (laughs) who are being way hockier than like their actual confidence level, like can back up and who are doing all these things that don't match who they are as a person. Right. You get you get guys who are really shy and quiet, trying to be like the life of the party and it just doesn't work. So it's really important to understand which one of these seducer profiles you are. So, I'll quickly go over the five profiles. Cool. Um, and then so the I, first... I want
0: to figure out two out of this. I'm going to listen really intently here. I want to see what my style is through all of these. and We'll see if we can pick it out. Cool. Sure. Yeah, go for
1: it. Um, so, there's no order. I'm just, this is just what I started with on my list. So, there's not like any of these are better than the other ones, you know? Um, there's, no, there's no kind of superior style. They're just all different. So, first we have the gentleman. And the gentleman is charming, sophisticated, classy. His real. Um, power with women or his real kind of advantage with women is he's really good at making a woman feel super comfortable. So he makes women feel really, really comfortable. Um, now on the flip side of that, uh, the weaknesses of the gentleman are that sometimes he doesn't pull the trigger fast enough and sometimes you know, he can fall into the friend zone because he's too focused on making the woman feel comfortable as opposed to feeling attracted. The second type we have is the seducer. And the seducer is very physically comfortable and aggressive. This is actually what my seduction profile is. Um, he instantly tries to make the conversation sexual and create a physical connection. So seducers, they're really good at like one night stands and, and pulling women. But the, the weakness the seducer has is that sometimes they try to go too fast and that can kind of creep out some women or, you know, it can just kind of make the woman uncomfortable enough that she doesn't want to go that fast. And then you end up, missing out on opportunities. The third um, seduction style is what we call the suitor. And the suitor is very traditional. The suitor really believes that men should be men and women should be women. Um, He pursues a woman he's interested. He makes her feel very ladylike and special. um, But he's very, very traditional. So for him, things like teasing or playing hard to get are just not going to work because of his traditional mindset. He's not going to be able to make those kind of techniques work because they go very much against kind of what he believes in. Um, The suitor's weakness. Yeah. Is, is kind of again, being, being uh, having kind of tunnel vision and being so into the girl that he doesn't realize that he has to kind of make adjustments. Then we have the charmer and the charmer is playful and fun. Everyone in the group likes the charmer Uh, He's got an easygoing vibe and people kind of tend to gravitate towards him. The weakness of the charmer is that sometimes he doesn't focus enough on the woman. So he's really into talking. He's really into this is probably my secondary um, seducer profile. And sometimes the charmer can can spend too much time talking to the group or too much time just kind of charming people and not enough time actually escalating the interaction and moving things forward. Um, And then the last type we have is the romancer. And the romancer is really authentic. Uh, When you get students who are like, I really feel like this isn't me. I really need to be sincere. I really want to be authentic. Those guys are romancers. Um, Romancers are really good at making the woman feel like she's the only person in the world, um, creating connections, showing interest. But the romancer has weaknesses as well, which are in escalating, um, creating attraction, and turning things sexual. So as you can see, all of the five seducer types have both um, their strengths and their weaknesses, but you can see there's a really big difference between all of them. Like tactics that are going to work for a seducer will not work at all for a charmer or a gentleman, right? Tactics that are going to work for a gentleman are not going to work for for a seducer. Um, Tactics that work for a suitor won't work for a gentleman. So all of these things... They really give you kind of a guideline of what you should be focusing on, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are so that, A, um, you can start to fill in the gaps of your weaknesses, right? I think that that's a big thing that a lot of guys don't realize is that there are going to be things you're not good at with women. Like even myself, like you, there are things we do that aren't great with women that we could work on and knowing your seducer profile goes, okay, okay. I tend to make these mistakes or I tend to do these kind of things wrong. Now I can focus on that while also really playing to my strengths.
0: Yeah. And what's interesting is as I'm hearing you say all of the downsides of all of them, that just brings me back to like, you know, whatever, seven years ago when I was like, oh yeah, I used to fuck that up all the time. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be, um, assertive enough or I won't be dominant enough or I wouldn't be charming enough or like i get in the friend zone. And I like what you said there. It's like, yeah, a guy can listen to that right now and he can rewind that and just listen to all those again and figure out based on what you said on the flaws of all those guys, the downsides is what they need to balance out to kind of not have those things happen. You know, whatever those downsides are, like whatever that guy is connecting with because i just totally see myself in those in that role you know when i was first starting out so that's very powerful stuff right there
1: yeah it's it's really helpful because once you understand your seducer profile it really helps you to do a lot of things it helps you to understand your strengths and your weaknesses but even more than that um it helps it lets you know what your model for seduction success is right so for example, a guy who's like, I think for my type, I'm like a seducer first with a charmer second, like there's first and secondary. We don't need to get into all that. Um, but so the opposite of me would basically be like a gentleman suitor. So for me being really aggressive and, um, kind of getting girls in or out really quickly is a really big strength of mine and a good part of my game that I should play to. A guy who's a gentleman or a suitor, they're not going to be able to kind of have the, for lack of a better word, balls to really be that aggressive. So, what's going to happen if they try to take on a more seducer model, right? If they try to like, like do some of my like 10 minute lay stuff or in venue lay stuff, is they're not going to do it right because they're not going to feel comfortable with that. They're going to feel awkward. And so it's not going to work. And then they're going to go, oh, this doesn't work. Or they're going to try it a bunch of times and, you know, kind of not still not figure it out and be like, Oh, like I've been lied to, this just doesn't work. So understanding your model, understanding that there's different models of seduction success, and that each one of us is going to have a different kind of roadmap, right? Like I talk about the seduction roadmap, that's kind of our flagship process. And that's kind of a roadmap for all types. Um, But you have to know what your type is. So you know what to focus on, right? If you're a gentleman, you know, like, you're probably not going to be doing 10 minute lays, you're going to be really building more of a connection. So if you do get sexual, it'll be like at the end of the night, or maybe on a date and understanding that that's just the way you're better at doing things is going to get you a lot more success because you're going to stop trying to shove the round peg into the square hole.
0: How can someone figure that out?
1: Um, We have a quiz that there's gonna we're gonna put up pretty soon um but basically i mean i spent a lot of time on this quiz i mean i've been i've been researching this stuff for like 6 months um there's no quick way to know there's the the quiz we're going to have is going to be like 8 to 10 questions um but basically it's kind of about it's kind of about figuring out um what you would do in certain situations so for example um one of the questions on the quiz here hold on i can actually pull up the quiz questions um I'll just give you a couple of the quiz questions here um, just so we can kind of have an idea of it. Where are they? There we go. It's interesting
0: because when I think about this, like I definitely fall into, I think I fall into like three. Is that possible? Yeah. I mean, there's generally going to be two that
1: are kind of more strong. There's generally going to be one. The way this works is it's all kind of on the concept of what I call wires. And the wire is just kind of a visual metaphor um, for basically the idea. So, a wire is like imagine two buildings, and then there's like a wire in between, like that crazy guy, man on a wire, what he walked between. Mm-hmm. So, when you're, when you're on a wire, it's not like you're going to be 100% of anything. You know, like one building is 100%, the other building is another 100%. But you're probably just going to be more to the, to one side or the other. So you're going to be, like, 55% seducer or, like, 56%, you know, suitor or whatever. Um, and that's kind of – it's it's really about the dominant um, – it's really about the dominant – shit, why can I not find these? There it is. Um, it's really about the dominant um, style you have. So basically, okay. like, the quiz is going to be, like – the quiz is going to be, like um, – you're basically going to be like, do you, do you agree or s- disagree or strongly disagree or um, strongly agree? Mm-hmm. So, for example, a couple of the questions are, um, the primary reason I flirt is A, to see if a woman is interested, B, to meet someone to marry, C, to have fun, D, to get
0: laid, or E, to express your interest. Okay, totally. Right? And I can see all the profiles so, falling into all those categories. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Or right. like another question is I flirt with people I'm not interested for fun. Um, so again, like someone who's more of a charmer, they're going to do, be doing more flirting for fun, whereas someone who's more of a seducer, they're going to be doing flirting only for getting sex. Right. Right. So stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a pretty like intricate thing. But you can, you should have an idea just kind of listening to me talking about this right now, kind of of where you fall in, and then when we get that quiz out, everyone can check it out. Yeah, definitely.
0: Up. I mean, I'd love to take really- it too. I, I think I probably fall more into the gentleman category. I'd say that because yeah. I'm very, very good at making people feel comfortable fast. Um, yeah. But the only thing is, is like I forgot which other one, but I don't. But I combine that with. Heavy flirting, but it's not sexual, heavy sexual yeah. per se. So you're probably so,
1: like, a, I would say you're probably like a gentleman charmer. That sounds, yeah. that,
0: that to me sounds like,
1: sounds pretty right.
0: Yeah, because yeah, I don't, I don't end up in the friend zone because yeah. I know I'm definitely letting my, right, because you're be demonstrating interest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So then, the yeah, that sounds, that sounds right to me. Okay, charmer. And then what was the, not the one. What's the suitor? I'm not definitely not the suitor. The suitor is very traditional.
1: So the suitor is like men are men, women are women. Like I have very traditional ideas about who pays for dates, about like what men's roles are, what women's roles are. Men should be men, women should be women. That's kind of
0: the suitor too, a little bit. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it's like I kind of dab in all of them like a, a little bit. It just, but yeah, I think the gentleman is probably that one. So. If I wanted to, you know, let's just say someone out there is like me. They're a gentleman. They're more in that right. kind of category, a gentleman mm-hmm. charmer. And they yes. wanted to go out and learn how to do 10 minute lays and wanted to go right. out and, and, and learn how to be, you know, sexual very fast and do one right. night stands and things like that. Are you saying, like, well, sorry, it's just kind of I'm, not possible for you because that's just not who like, you
1: are? It's possible, like, it's not going to happen fast, though. Like, you're basically going completely against type. So that's generally... That's one of the reasons I created the seducer types was because you get a lot of those types who want to kind of get those results and they don't understand that their, like, whole personality is not suited to that. Like, one thing I've noticed is dudes who are seducers and dudes who get fast lays, they're all basically the same type of dude. Like, it's not... There's not a wide variety in the type of personality type that gets those quick lays. Um, It's just not. They all tend to be kind of assholes. They all tend to be very aggressive. They all tend to be, um, you know, like borderline risky type personalities. Um, A lot of them tend to like do drugs and party really, really hard. Um, it's just, you don't see a lot of dudes who are like working nine to fives and are like the typical nice guy, like gentlemen who are getting 10 minute lays. It just, cause it, cause it goes against, cause they're not the type of guy that women look to, to have a 10 minute lay with. That's the first thing, right? Is when you think about like those quick, those quick lays, those are working on archetypes for women. Like gentlemen don't tend to be super sexy. Like that just doesn't tend to be their their kind of personality type whereas seducers tend to be more sexy because they're more physical they're more aggressive they're more comfortable with their sexuality gentlemen a lot of the time have a lot of sexual anxiety or a lot of nervousness and that's one of the reasons they tend to make women so comfortable is because they want to make sure the girl's super super comfortable before they try anything sexual whereas seducers have kind of the opposite point of view where they go i'm going to be sexual and if the girl doesn't like it well she can leave so that just, right. that, 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 that difference in viewpoints is what makes, is what makes a seducer more able to have 10 minute lays than a gentleman, because a gentleman, because they're so into making people comfortable, the aggressive, like super sexual shit that you have to do to like pull a girl into a bathroom, you're just, there's they're just not going to pull it off. Right. I mean, maybe like with, you know, a year of practice and like forcing themselves to do it, but like Most of the time they're either going to come up with an excuse not to be like overly aggressive. That's like 90% of the time in in teaching gentlemen like super aggressive stuff. They're just going to come up with a mental reason not to do it. Um, And I've seen that in boot camps. I've like talked to students on the phone about that. You know, that's a very, very common thing. When guys who have more of a gentleman or kind of traditional flirting style try to get overly sexual, they just come up with reasons not to do it. Right.
0: Um, So do you think that – do you think that – a guy is, – is, are you basically saying like play to your strengths in a I'm way? I'm saying play
1: to your strengths but understand your weaknesses. Right. Like you have to understand that like if you're the average guy, right? If you're the average guy who's not super good with women, who's listening to this podcast, um, you could try to go get 10-minute lays. And like if you do like a 1,000 approaches and you like – you basically keep doing the same thing and you don't – and you like eventually like grow your comfort zone, yeah, maybe eventually you could do it. But how much struggle, frustration, anger, bad situations, embarrassing situations like horrible rejections are you going to get doing that versus if you play to your strengths as a gentleman and you create connections and you, you build solid dates, you're going to have more success with women overall. And you're not going to get those horrible, like annoying, growing pains where, and like, let's be honest, I'm just going to give you real talk. Most of the dudes listening to this, you're going to quit if you're trying that shit, like hundred percent real talk. Like you guys are not going to do this. So like this question, like it's cool to like explore it. But like, honestly, like if you're a gentleman and you're trying super sexual shit, like one or two bad rejections, you're not going to do it again. I've, I've been, I've been coaching for 10 years. You're going to quit. So that's the other the other big thing is that when, you, when you're trying stuff that's so far outside of your comfort zone, right? it's like growing your comfort zone is kind of like a balanced thing. If you try to go too far out of your comfort zone, you're going to get really negative social feedback, and it's going to make you not want to do that stuff anymore. If you stay too much in your comfort zone, you don't grow. So it's, it's kind of the, the idea of seducer profiles is to show you, okay, here's where in your comfort zone you can grow. So for like a gentleman, he needs to be more aggressive, but he doesn't need to be trying to get 10 minute lays. You know, it could be as simple Mm -hmm. as using statements of intent or, you know, telling the girl he's hitting on her stuff like that, that then just clearly shows you, okay, like now I'm being a little more aggressive, but really trying to switch. Like the whole point of seducer profiles is you shouldn't be trying to go that far out of your seducer profile. Like it's just not see
0: quicker success.
1: Yeah, I mean you're just going to – it's just all overall it's going to be way worse for you if you try to like – if you're like, fuck, I'm a gentleman but I really want to be a 10-minute lay guy. Like you know, maybe you can do that but it's like trying to be like a five-foot-three guy who's going to make the NBA. You're just not built for that. Like you're not right. built for that life. So you can like struggle – like there's a great Jay-Z line where he says you are what you are when you got here. Like that is what you are. Like you can fight against your type all you want, but you are what you are when you got here. Like you can, you can fix it up a little bit, but you're not going to actually be able to change your personality. There's a great book called The Unpersuadables, um, which basically talks about how human beings like don't live in reality. We construct a reality based on things we assume to be true growing up. So everyone, by the time you're 25 years old or older listening to this, your personality is set, homie. Like, I hate to tell you this, but you're not going to become another motherfucker. Like, you're not going to become super aggressive if you're a meek dude. You're not going to become, like, Mr. Fucking Seducer, like, 10-Minute Lay Guy if you're, like, a super, like, traditional dude who, like, is used to being super comfortable. It's just not going to happen. It's, it's a bridge too far. So rather than living in, in bullshit land and, and saying, oh, everyone can do everything, right? I mean like which is, which is basically why the world is going to shit is that everyone thinks they can do everything and you have 400-pound women like Tess Holliday claiming their models and being supported by their media. Um, it's not. There is, there is a tangible reality. You are what you are. That's why knowing your seducer type is really important because you can stop trying to do stuff that is outside of your type and you're going to number one, you're going to stop like pickups going to become way easier. Pickup and dating women when you stop trying to go out of your type becomes so much easier because you're not trying to do things that you're not really personality compatible for. right? So that's really the whole thing is it, it gives you a model for seduction success. So you know what kind of tactics and techniques to use. Also, it lets you know what kind of girls you should be approaching and dating. Each seduction profile um, matches up with another type of women. There's like eight types of women um, that I've come up with based on the quorum system, which is what they teach profilers in the FBI, um, as okay, well as yeah. the Briggs myers so, can, can, can we touch into that a little bit? Yeah, sure, sure. So I'll just briefly talk, on, talk about the eight types of women. So again, none are better than the others, um, but you have the career girl. Career girls are focused and practical. Um, They usually put their job in front of their personal life. They tend to be very educated, successful, and lonely, especially after 30. Um, then, Then, again, these all work on wires. So the career girl is one building on the wire. On the other building of the wire is what we call the nurturer. And the nurturer is really focused on others. She might have children or care for an elderly parent, pet, or she works in fields like nursing or a teacher, but she's really into taking care of other people. So the career girl... And the nurturer, they're very similar except the difference is selfishness versus selflessness. Right? They're basically the same person except the career girl is selfish and the the nurturer is selfless. Then we have three, the the party girl. The party girl is fun and flirty. She loves having a good time and lives for experiences and nowadays likes on social media. Validation from a lot of people. That's a big part of the party girl. Um, third, fourth, we have the quiet one. Now the quiet one is the other part of the party girl. The quiet one's a girl who's into new experiences, but generally doesn't socialize or party much. So the wire for the party girl and the quiet one is socializing. Um, quiet ones are actually my favorite type of girl because they tend to be really sexual and really sexually explorative. Um, it just takes a while to kind of open them up. So, Um, generally quiet ones are girls who you'll be talking to them and they're not really like talking that much back, but they're somewhat interested, especially if you're touching them a lot, best type of girl. Fifth, we have the artists. Artists are emotional, um, complex. They can be outgoing or shy, but they really have rich inner emotional lives. The big thing with artists is they're super emotional. Like their, their emotions are all over the place, even in a given day. On the flip side of that, you have the achiever who's competitive and anything she does, she wants to be the best. She usually participates in some sort of sports or, or fitness. Um, if you go on Instagram and you see those girls who are like fitness models and like hawking protein world supplements, those girls are achievers. Okay. Um, then you have the connector. Connectors are all about relationships. Um, they have huge social networks, both online and in real life. Um, and Then you have the conscientious. and The conscientious woman is very heart-centered and compassionate and she may be kind of a hippie uh, into alternative medicine, spirituality, philosophies. So once you figure out your seducer profile type, there's going to be a couple of those female profiles that fit really well with you, and there's going to be some that don't work at all, and there's going to be some that you kind of just do a little better than average with. So once you figure out who you are as a seducer, Now you also know how you're supposed to seduce and now you know what type of women you're supposed to to be going after. So I have a whole system for um, figuring out what type of women you're dealing with based on looking for specific things, listening for specific words and trigger phrases, and then asking a couple of questions. So that's really the whole thing um, when it comes to seducer profiles is it gives you a model it tells you what tactics and techniques are going to work better for you, and more importantly, what tactics and techniques to just skip and not even bother with. And then lastly, it teaches you what type of women you do really well with. So for me, I do really well with artists, quiet ones, and career girls. Right? I don't really do well with party girls because I can't deal with a lot of the like stimulation. I don't really go out that much anymore. so. I just don't really do well in that world where they like name drop and know people. And and there's like a whole party world, girl world. Right? So I know if I'm talking to a girl and she's a party girl or she's a nurturer, nurturers, I don't do well with either. Um, then I basically know this girl, if she's really into me, it's worth it. But otherwise it's just not really a good match. Um, and that's helpful because then, besides using the wrong techniques, another big problem I see guys have is they approach girls who there's no way in any world that they would end up with that girl. And I'll give you an example. So let's take a typical like IT engineer student who, you know, maybe is foreign and has an accent and, you know, works 40, 50 hours a week and then just kind of sits around his house. And on the weekends he goes out and goes to clubs. Right. And he's kind of, like he's he's kind of a nervous guy. Let's let's just say he's like a, a suitor or a or a gentleman or, a you know, romancer or something. That guy goes after party girls like you just have to think about it like this. Those worlds don't go together. Like, what is she going to be doing when he's sitting at home? Like this is a, a party girls go out. Party girls go out at least three times a week, you know? um, most party girls go out more. Like I'm on Snapchat with a bunch of party girls I know from Vegas and various places I've lived and they're out every night. Like they are literally out every single night. Every single morning I open up my Snapchat and there's fucking snaps of these bitches in clubs. So like if you're an IT dude or you're like a dude who that you're not, that's not your life. That girl is not going to work with you. Like that's just not a match. Um, so you're just wasting your time and like, yeah, you're practicing or whatever, but like Number one, that girl's not going to be into you. Number two, if by some trickery you get the girl into you, once she sees what your actual life is like, she's not going to be into you. And third, you probably don't like women like that because they're so far from what type of personality you have. So it's probably going to be really annoying trying to talk to her anyway.
0: Right, that makes perfect sense. So what do you think? In in my case, like a gentleman charmer right. would be would be most. Uh, successful with i guess so the types that the gentleman charmer
1: does well with are nurturers nurturers yeah that makes sense yeah and connectors those are probably the two best ones mm, okay. because yeah. those are kind of those are kind of the female version right like connectors and like gentleman charmers they work well together because you understand the value of relationships you have big social networks um, but at the same time, you're not, you're not like, you're not going to, the thing with the the thing with connectors is like discretion is big for them because, because they have such big social networks and they have a lot of male friends. If it looks like they're banging like every dude around, that looks really bad for them. Their reputation is really important. Right. So for me as a seducer, connectors are not great because I tend to be over aggressive and make them uncomfortable in front of their groups. Whereas yeah. as a gentleman, you don't do that. And so that works really well. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of those would be probably the top 2 for a gentleman charmer. And then the other ones that you guys that you guys would do good with um are the conscientious women and also um the career girls because career girls like gentlemen the only thing with career girls and gentlemen is that sometimes career girls because they're very selfish kind of can walk all over guys that are too like too accommodating which sometimes gentlemen do because they want to make girls comfortable so you just have to be aware of the fact that like the career girl is very selfish um and is going to be kind of putting herself first like my last relationship was with a career girl and like i was like okay like at a certain point you have to put me as a priority
0: not just your job yeah Well, what about the shy girl? I feel like a gentleman would do well with the shy girl, too, because I feel that shy girls have a hard time feeling comfortable. Hence, that's why they're shy. So, like, they need to be around a guy who's going to absolutely make them feel comfortable. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, quiet ones, it's or
0: quiet of, ones. Are they, Is that the
1: quiet one? I said yeah, yeah. quiet ones, quiet ones that the, the issue with quiet ones and gentlemen is that quiet ones tend to be very similar to party girls in their like makeup. They just aren't very social. So sometimes trying to make them comfortable socializing is the wrong move. You just kind of have to talk at them and escalate because, They don't – they're not going to like really – like a lot of times when you're trying to make a girl comfortable, you want her to contribute back, right? Right, These girls girls don't really contribute back. Like they're just not – like they're really – like they're socially awkward. Um, They're just not – for whatever reason, sometimes they have traumas in their background. Sometimes they're just weird. Sometimes they're nerds. But um, they're just not very good at like giving you stuff back. I remember um, I met a quiet one at a Starbucks like last month or something And we were talking like outside on a bench for a long time and she really wasn't giving me much to work with, but I just kind of knew she was interested because of the touching. Um, So I just kind of stood in there and and just kept touching and just kept kind of pushing Um, because it's, it's almost like when you, because they're not comfortable, they need to be pushed more than they need to be like allowed to get comfortable because they're never going to get comfortable. Right? Like it's just not something they do. So they just kind of need to be pushed and go, go with the flow and at, at, a, at a certain point, they're going to like just click in and go with that. And like I said, they're very sexual oftentimes. And and because they don't socialize very much, they don't get a lot of sex. They don't like meet a lot of people. So um, it's all the, it's, it's actually as, as weird as it sounds, it's not the best strategy to try to make a quiet girl comfortable. It's a better strategy to be really aggressive with yeah, her. Yeah, very dominant. And move her forward. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, I kind of see that with, because you got to be that same way as yeah, a party exactly. girl because they're really intense. And they're kind of crazy and you have to like out-alpha those girls. So you just got to keep pushing forward and forward and forward and forward because that's the kind of guy they're looking for. Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
1: It's similar to the party girl in that the party girl you have to like fight through all the like stimulation, right? It's like like you have to just keep pushing her through the stimulation, through the lights and the dancing and the other people and the this, that or the other. So yeah, you've got to just kind of – like kind of be strong through that. It's the same thing with the quiet girl except it's not stimulation. It's like the lack of stimulation. It's like she's going to give you one or two word answers. And even if she's into you, she's just not going to talk that much because she just isn't
0: good at it. Yeah. See, that would not work with me. That would not no, work with yeah, me exactly. at all. It, exactly. Yeah. It, <laughs> I, got, I it's, like it's, feedback. I like them yeah. to be involved. I like them to talk. Mm-hmm. Like I like the, to be social with them. Like I'm not yeah. going to want to sit there and be all like – all right, what the, what's going on with this girl? Like, she's not very responsive. Like, yeah. it's not going to hit my personality how I want it. It's, honestly, it's very old school pickup. Is the type of stuff that works on on
1: those type girls is just kind of plowing and and kind of like moving it forward. But again, you always have to like be like that's why I say check with the touching because if she's not if she's not reciprocating with touching or she's not like accepting the touching and she's giving you one word answers, that girl's just not into you. Right. It's not that she's right, a
0: quiet, right, right. Girl, it's just
1: right. you, you know, right? Um, which you know, sometimes we can, we can mistake for quiet ones. You know, I know a lot of dudes, like a lot of dudes believe that it's like always on or like, I'm always like, I went out with some buddies down here in San Diego and they're like, so aggressive. And like, they literally are just like, like girls will be like turning their backs to them and they'll be like, Oh, you were getting like the girls into you. And I'm like, no, dude, she was not into me. He was like, no, dude. Like, I was talking to her friend. And I was like, yeah, dude. And her friends turned their backs to us and started talking to each other. He's like, no, dude, they were into you. I'm like, no, they weren't. <laughs> like, trust me, they were not. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's it, yeah, you don't want to you don't want to confuse a quiet one with a girl who's just not into you because they can look similar. It's the touching that's really going to give you the idea of whether or not it's into you. And it doesn't mean like touching like – like the girl I met at Starbucks, like I, in the day, you can't really like be putting your arms around her and like getting all over. It was just touching her on the arm and seeing how she reacted to that. Does she get tense? Does she like lean back? Does she create more distance between us or is she cool? You know, Like if I hold on to my handshake like, or if I like touch her hand or grab her hand, does she freak out or is she like totally cool with it? It's, it's, it's smaller, subtle things. But if you're not getting positive feedback on the touching, um, and you think the girl's a quiet girl, she's not a quiet girl. She just doesn't like you. Right.
0: Yeah, and that makes perfect sense. And those are the that's signs the- that the guys have to look for, you mm-hmm. know, when they're when they're seducing women. It's like that's one of the most important things: is you got to be able to calibrate and see where they're at and how they're feeling and how they're doing. Totally. And, and it sounds like through these profiles, you know, every girl is going to be slightly different, so it's, it's kind of good to know about this. This is really good stuff, John. This is like, I mean, you're blowing my mind right now. I don't really know a lot about this stuff either. Where can guys go to find out more about this? Because I'm sure if someone's still listening right now, they want to check out more about this and how they can take that quiz and find out more about these uh, profiles on these girls. Where could they go?
1: Yeah, right now you can just go to sinsofattraction.com. Um, the quiz should be up about a month from now. This is being recorded in August of 2015. So it should be up beginning of September. Um, and then, yeah, you'll basically, it'll be a a seven question quiz. It'll give you your seducer profile type. Um, and then you'll have the option to kind of check out some courses we have on profiling where I go really in depth. Like I have a, we have a course I I just created where, um, we call it the Prince charming effect and you're going to be able to, it's basically all about the types of women. So I just briefly talked about the types of women here, but this is in depth with videos on each of the types of women, Mm -hmm, um, that really explain the overall strategy. So we talked a little bit about like the global strategy for quiet ones, Um, But in that course, I discuss the global strategy for every type of woman um, from nurturers who you have to kind of get them to sympathize and want to do stuff with you to party girls where you have to be like cooler and more party than them. They're all different. Um, And yeah, and then you also can get a customized report on your seducer type um, when you take that quiz. So yeah, that'll be up in about a month. Um, You can also check out the seduction roadmap, which is our flagship product, which is basically about what to do once a woman is attracted to you. So if you've ever been in a situation, whether it's uh, approaching a woman, whether it's on an online date, um, whether it's out on a date from a girl you met or meeting through friends or at a party, once a girl is into you, what do you do? Um, That's what the Seduction
0: Roadmap explains. So yeah, you can check all that stuff out at sinsofattraction.com. Awesome. If you're still listening, go to sinsofattraction.com. I'm going to put that in the episode description sins with two n sins of attraction.com so go check that out john thanks again this is uh like like always just a really in-depth great practical uh great advice interview so thank you so much for doing this and sharing all of your wisdom with uh my how to talk to girls fans so thank you so much awesome man thanks so much for having me and we'll do it again soon i'm, I'm sure, sure. Of that Thanks. All right. Take care. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and write a review. Over 18 and want a question answered on the podcast? Email all your questions to trip at tripadvice.com.